0: Tonight we rejoice with Ryan and Steve as this painful season comes to a close with a hollow victory at Turf Moor. We preview the big one against Chelsea and pray the Spuds don't win on this. An Ass Brothers Rantcast. Welcome to this. An Ass Brothers Rantcast. And thank fuck that horrible season is over. I feel like I've been raped. I feel like the last few weeks have have been unenjoyable. Not not really like not not really like a sex, but definitely not nice sex. It hasn't been wonderful for me. It hasn't been great. I'm joined tonight by we welcome back Ryan. Ryan mate, how are you?
1: Good. Uh don't feel raped, but definitely some unconsensual sex going on, going to bed, trying to get some sleep, got work in the AM and uh just some unwanted advances by my partner. <laughs> just a
0: just a little bit of sideways dick, you know that like lazy sex, that lazy lying in bed sex, that that unwanted dick, you know that's I feel like that's what Arsenal's given me, and a, and like a baptism of fire, we've we've brought Stephen Brockway in. Um, Steve, do you want to introduce yourself? Let the people know where you're from and what you do and how you've ended up on an Ars Brothers rank cast.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so Australian born, grew up. I was born in New South Wales, grew up in WA, moved to Brisbane, I joined the Defence Force, uh, followed Arsenal my whole life. Dad grew up in London, biggest Arsenal fan I've ever known, 63 years going strong, and yeah, pretty much just an absolute gooner to Helen and back.
0: So Steve, you're the admin for Arsenal's Aussie Gooners. How did you kind of start, how, how did you open up a a page, a group online, and you got a couple of thousand followers on there, mate. So you've managed to garner much more of a following than what the Ars Brothers has. How would you end up there?
2: So basically, it was um, it was in the lead up to the the Sydney event. We um, met a couple of boys. Um, one of them had served previously with me. We were, well, were diehard Arsenal fans, so we decided, fuck it, let's let's go for it because we'd seen. And yes, it, it does come off the back of like the the um, Arsenal fan TV and all that type of, that good gaffe, um, eruption I should say, where we just decided let's do videos and a few other bits and pieces and see if we can get Australian Arsenal fans to uh, jump on, which we did, which was good.
0: Fantastic, mate. Well, welcome. You know the rules. There are no rules. So just fucking... Go hard, mate. Cheers. Oh, Go hard. Boys, as I said at the start of the show, I'm really happy it's over. I know a lot of people are sort of... Before we even get into the game, I just wanted to ask both of you if you'd noticed how much of a, a war is going on on social media between the two factions of Arsenal fans at the moment. The faction of Arsenal fans who are being negative and are happily being negative and the faction of Arsenal fans who think that being negative is somehow makes you less of an Arsenal fan. Where do you both sit? Have you noticed it, Ryan, from your end, the American perspective, what are you seeing?
1: Very weird because in America, you know, American sports teams go through like this rebuilding process and Teams are going to be terrible for like a year or two, and they're going to suck. They're going to be terrible. The fans know they're going to be terrible. But with Arsenal, it's completely different. You really have – you can't slip up. And you have to be great all the time. And I think that's what fans always expect, which I'm like kind of not used to because I'm used to like going through rebu- rebuilding phases, getting in young blood, and kind of nursing them to health and, and really becoming uh, a monster a team years down the line. Uh, as far as this season, um, I would say that it's it's interesting because if I look at the season as a whole, if you told me fifth place... Ahead of Man U fighting for Champions League in the Europa final, I would have said hell fucking yes. I would have bit your hand off. Now looking at you know game by game, looking at the last couple weeks of our season, it's been a, it's been a shit show to be to be nice. It's been pretty pretty awful, pretty terrifying. Uh, I've been pooping my pants during each game <laughs> that we've been watching. Um, my dick's been limp, which is very rare watching Arsenal. So not 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 too because great. You're,
0: that's because your mesodermal love that used to give you the erection. It's just slowly. yeah, I think it's With what every it minute, with every minute that he plays, it's diminis- <laughs> diminishing your oesal erection. And uh, Ryan, Ryan yeah. just just quickly, what do you make of the kind of the infighting between the Arsenal fans, especially in the last four weeks? <laughs>
1: It's funny. I have I been mean, kind of bringing this up too. Whether it's on the forum, might have said something on the podcast too. Pa, uh, past podcast as well. I, I don't understand the the yeah. I don't understand the fighting. I don't understand that some uh, every fan has to be on some kind of extreme. Either you're pro Ozil or you're anti Ozil. You're pro Ramsey you're anti Ramsey. You're Van in or you're Vanguard. You know, you think Mustafi is a piece of shit or he had the best game of his life. It's to me. It doesn't make sense because there is always a middle ground. Yeah, it's never fun to be a fancy fencerton, but <laughs> you know people who He's are shit can of have piece of okay shit. games. He's well, yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> that, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know you could you cannot love Ozil but not hate him. You could be sad to see Ramsey go but not be obsessed with him. You know, it's. I just don't understand. I my whole thing is I don't understand the two extremes. And if you're if you're on the other side of the fence, you're an enemy, even though we all support the same club. So,
0: Steve, you're a man who's not uh, afraid of an opinion. What have you made of it? I guess first of all, what what's your emotion now the season has finished? You know, are you are you buoyant? Are you negative? And what do you make of this kind of extremist Arsenal? World that seems to have been created. I think even to an extent more so than the the towards the end of Arsene Wenger.
2: Um, I'm I'm very much I try and sit on the fence with this type of I don't know I'd say arrogance between fans wanting to kill each other when it comes to Arsenal. Where I feel like we've because we've been so spoiled in the Wenger era and then in the past. I don't know, say ten years, it just started to crumble. Fans were just going at each other. So, like I say, let them just let them rip each other's heads off, <laughs> and whoever's in the end can follow Arsenal with pure love, hate relationships like we do.
0: Where's your emotion at the end of the season, though, Steve?
2: Um, thank fuck it's over. Personally, yeah. I'm yep. I'm very happy with this. The end product, noting that we do have the Europa League final, it's something that we haven't, a final in Europe that we haven't had in so long to sit there and go, that's a positive, let's take it away. Because if this was Wenger right now, he'd be getting a five-year contract. So it's, it's a bonus at the end of the day. Thank fuck it is over, but let's look forward to the next two weeks and then go again.
0: Well I mean it's only 90 days boys 90 days until the start of next season when you actually consider the how small the the amount of distance between season to season is and presumably how much needs to get done you would really assume that a lot of the work for what needs to get done in the next 90 days has probably been happening behind the scenes or you would imagine it's been happening behind the scenes for quite a long time and it brings us into the lineups guys, brings us into the lineups and it brings us into I guess some of the stuff that's been floating around the internet at the moment as well about us digging really hard down into our youth in the offseason as presumably we, we may not have the funds that we think we might have Burnley Arsenal last game of the year very much the expected lineup for me. I expected to see Willock. I expected to see Genduzi. I expected to see Mavropanos. They all played. Uh, lineup in itself was Leno, Lichsteiner, Mustafi, Mavropanos, Monreal, Genduzi, El Neni, Awobi, Mikatarian, Willock, Obamayang. And really, the only reason why I think Obamayang was there and we didn't see Eddie starting was because he's going for the Golden Boot. And if uh, El- if Emery didn't let him on the pitch, uh, Bammyang's going to have a fucking tantrum. There, boys. Uh, when you saw the lineups, Ryan, what do you think? Anything unexpected there?
1: <laughs> I mean, seeing Eldui again kind of got me. Uh, got me a little heated. I, I know this game didn't matter, but at the end of the day, I still I still want us to win. I still want us to put in a performance. Um, I yeah, I, uh, I didn't understand them playing the two mop heads again. They're 0 for 2. Played like shit, but uh, <laughs> a little, little different this time. But uh, the thing that I really, I would say, upset with uh, was Lichsteiner playing. Yeah, they said they came out and they said they're not renewing his contract. He's not coming back. Why is he playing? You have we have um, young guys in Oz 2 Janko. Yeah, he's supposed to be leaving too, but he, I think his situation's a little more murky, a little more unclear. So I'd rather, I just – I don't he's – he's been shit all season. So, hey, I guess they want to give him a final send-off. I, I never I – didn't, I didn't understand that. But I, I also think uh, too we could have maybe put a little more youth in. I know p- some people probably didn't want to hear that, but I would have loved to have seen Sokka. Like I said, OZ22, I would have loved to see Zach Medley. But – yeah.
0: Steve, thoughts? Lineups?
1: Uh, I actually felt like
2: Emery had a plan for those players on the pitch where it was, go out and show me if you can actually do a job that it was one of those I might consider keeping you top of teams. As yeah. per se. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, 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 I yeah, get like that a as well.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, I got the feeling that, that it was twofold for the lineup, Steve. I... Uh... Number one, I thought it was show me what you've got, a, a couple of you, because it's going to be my last chance to see you before we start talking. You know, loans, renewing contracts, things like that. I also thought it was a, might have been a little bit of a, especially for Awobis, uh, Mikatarians, Genduzis, might have been a little bit of a show me if I'm, show me if I'm making a mistake not putting you in my starting eleven. Against Chelsea. So a, a little bit of a, a dress rehearsal both ways, boys. And into the game, first half, there's not really a huge amount to talk about first half, guys. You got a couple of early chances for Obama Yang. Um, Mavropanos goes off injured. Kashelny on. Definitely not something that I think Embry would have wanted, you know, to, to roll the dice and, and run the risk on our captain. Did you guys see how he
1: um, got hurt? I didn't even. Like, no, uh, the look, clearance happened, and be, then he was down.
0: Just looked to be soft tissue.
1: Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even see... He was fine standing, standing behind the net while... And then he cleared the ball, and then all of a sudden, he's being treated, and he's in pain. He, I I guess the, my camera guy was pretty dog shit. I don't know. I had no idea he got hurt. And so, I suck shit.
0: Boys, it was a pretty slow-paced, disjointed first half from Arsenal. And to be expected with the the sorts of lineups that it was, but um, Steve, did you get a feeling it was almost a, a, a training ground pace for the Arsenal?
2: Yeah, very much so. It was um, it was one of those games where it was the first half it was one of those games that it was like they were in, it was they were gear one, they weren't getting out of it anytime soon, and they wanted something. I feel, I feel like Burnley just wanted to come at us the whole time, no matter what.
0: Boys anyone stand out for you in the first half w- were you impressed by by Willick in the first half were you w- did anyone sort of do anything for you that made you say hey th- this guy could be could be a, a a guy who could come into the team or or you know I I'm, I'm going to sign this guy up immediately or was it like Steve said really just a, a first gear slog
1: yeah that first half was boring i don't know yeah. I, I, um I, I it's funny I I give um I think like you I, I give uh my plus and minuses for for halftime and uh, I think the best player on the pitch strike me down I I thought it was uh, I thought it was Al Nene um I, I don't think he I don't think anyone really was amazing but he made three very important clearances for us he sh- he showed he was very composed when he got the ball like in, in our own 18 um he was making runs forward. He was actually, he actually made a few passes forward too.
0: Yeah, no, he never doesn't want to show for the ball either. El yeah. then he always shows for the ball. Look, I actually, um, despite the... The, the fucking word, Max, get your teeth in. The agenda that the commentators had against Gendouzi. Constantly saying that he was floppy and constantly saying he was going down easily. Oh. I thought Gendouzi had a really, really good first half. Um, For such a young man, he he is another guy who always shows for the ball. Shows for the ball in tight areas. And I really like the fact that he goes down. I really like the fact that he draws fouls. He's just got that cunt about him, doesn't he? He does. He's got a little bit of cunt about him, Steve. What did you think of his first half performance?
2: Well, funny mentioning Ganduzi because I actually have him for two points. Because for his age and... For what we got him for, this season, he's he's shown that he's got that quality. He's, and he does. He reminds me of like a young sort of sesque way of about him. But then he's got that also, like I said, he's got that cunt about himself, which is, it's nice to see back in an Arsenal shirt.
0: I like that. I like that big balls. I like, like you know, I, I, I wrote it down. At the start of the game, so I think Genduzi is just about to turn twenty. Willick is nineteen. Um, Eddie Nketiah is nineteen. I mean, Steve Genduzi is literally years ahead of these guys in evolution as a, as far as a footballer.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent, great.
0: Uh, guys, first half nil all. Pretty, like Ryan said. You know, I. I I found, because I watched it earlier in the morning, you know, I found the mouse pad just working its way up to the to the search bar and I could feel myself kind of earing towards stopping watching the football and just maybe jerking off to Pornhub. But, you know, I didn't. I didn't. I waited until the end of the game. And, you know, I'm happy that I did wait until the end of the game, boys, because it was like a, it was like a, a reward for me for sitting through that shit. But the second half came in, and um, <laughs> and uh, 51 minutes. First of all, before we get to that, make a bit tasty this game, boys. Where do you think that came from? A few fights? A few words said? I
1: think last game, why not? Go for it. Yeah, Burnley's known to kind of be thuggish on the pitch, so I kind of expected it. I kind of, I kind of expected it took so long. I know Barnes is being a little prick. In the first half, and he was trying to, trying to be a tough guy with Guendouzi, which I don't, I mean, I, not that Ganduzi I think is, you know, he's, he's skin and bones, you uh, know, you're you going to try to, you know, put, you know, whip your dick out and show us what's going on, you don't pick out our youngest player on the pitch, or he, well, he's young he's older than Willick, but, you know, just, uh, it didn't really make sense, and I know him and Leno got into it too, but, yeah, I think once... Uh, I think it was L- uh, Lotin, Luton, whatever his name is. He took out a woby cleaned him out. Wobie he got also
0: put. Pissed. He also put kashelny Kish- into the fucking advertising. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that fell- too, yeah. kashelny fell down in like four parts. It was amazing. It was like a fucking Benny Hill skit. Like he <laughs> fell and then he fell a little bit more and then the sign fell over and then he fell down the back of the sign. It was bitty. And yes, I was going to get to that, Ryan. So please elaborate on a Wobi going fucking gangster, going full Manny Rears.
2: <laughs> <So> that's <laughs> yeah. the first time you've ever seen him do that, and I actually was happy because it's been like finally that's you going. I'm a man. I can actually take a fucking hit. Fuck I'm yeah. going to get up and go for that freak.
0: Yeah, and he's a big bopper as well, a Wobi. It's like you know, there's fucking plenty. But he's of such it. a pussy. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely uh, I felt movement in my pants when I saw that, and the, the passion and the fire that he showed. Yeah, I, I was I was taking it back, and I think the team saw it, and I think I th- honestly think that's what turned the game around. I think that's what made us kind of all right, all right. It will be there. You go, like you know. Anyone so. work out what
0: he was so fucking upset about? Because I mean, it was a it was a
1: it was challenge.
0: A, that was challenge rough, was, was that challenge, challenge was messy.
2: Do you he, think it was? Yeah, he came in flying, not so much studs up, but he knew exactly what he was doing because he, you could see. I he had those one or two breaks where he was just like wanted to get through and he knew exactly what he was doing at that time just to stop him.
0: Yeah, well, I think the commentator said, you know, if you're going to have quick feet and you're going to turn into people, you're going to get smashed. But like you boys, I really enjoyed it. I thought, you know, we talk about there being kind of a bit of lack of fight, especially away from home and things like that for me. I think back to, you know, the Tottenham game, when fucking Dyer came and started all that shit and how that kicked us and, and, and we then went up a level. You know, and I think a lot of this sort of stuff has been missing a lot throughout the away season for Arsenal and I've won thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And it gave us 51 minutes, a, a really terrible back pass from from Cork. Aubameyang nips in and one-on-one finishes beautifully for... a. a not what I expected obamiang to do. I sort of always expect obamiang to to kind of dummy and take a touch around and, and roll it into an empty net. Any uh, any comments on the first goal, boys?
1: Yeah, no, it was terrible back pass. Uh, I, I don't, you know, Ben Mee could've, maybe could have played it better, but Aubameyang's just always, he's always there. He's, you know, he's always willing to, you know, put in that extra foot. And I think he, I think, he does because he can because he's just so fast. He's just so quick on the ball. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, nice to see him get a little bit closer towards that golden boot.
2: Yeah, definitely. The, the speed he took off, knowing once that ball had come loose, the, that first step, he knew he was in. Because you see the fans, like if you slide it down, you see the fans. The moment that ball come loose, the fans were already standing. They knew what was coming.
0: Well I mean he does score goals in bunches traditionally we've seen across this season and uh, from what I was reading again I don't watch a huge amount of German football but from what I was reading about him for Dortmund is he did have a tendency to do this for Dortmund as well so come into form smash in six or seven goals in a three or four week period and then he kind of goes quiet again and on 61 minutes boys uh, a Wobi, who had actually been very quiet in the first half and had been on the chopping block for me, really came into his own kind of after the 50th minute, started pinging around some really nice balls, and lifted a ball for Obamiang on the volley, and boys, he cunts that one.
1: Oof, atrocious, yeah, I mm. didn't like it.
0: What didn't you like? Aubameyang's volley for his second goal.
1: I, I I just think that's his go-to. That's that's what he. I don't know. I uh, he gets me so he just gets me so nervous sometimes. With uh, he's I he's just always looking to volley. Um,
0: that is this is the most negative thing I've ever heard an Arsenal fans say. You're uh, gonna make a negative I don't out know. of a mammy Yang smashing a fucking volley into the net. No,
1: I'm I'm like thinking about it and I'm just like. Because i at, at the time I are you I did... still
0: upset about the volley you missed against Brighton
1: yeah I think honestly that's probably what I'm even thinking about because I <laughs> you said he scored and I'm like yeah that's right he did score because because he did because I think he he missed a volley in the game too but uh yeah I think I got my games mixed up I'm just i'm I'm just, I'm spacing but yeah no I Brian but I Ryan, do hate what's, that. Your,
0: what's your what's your Twitter handle
1: uh it's at around surviving
0: guys so just cool. send your hate mail to at around give me my,
1: give me my negative just, just for negative. No, I mean, it, the ball. It was, it was a gr- It was a, it was good. I just, to me, I'm, the, I'm the kind of person when I, when I'm playing, and if I'm playing with someone who's constantly ch- trying to shoot, trying to shoot, I'm always yelling at them like, "Why are you shooting? It's never going in." And then that one, I mean, about me, anxiety are a little better, but that one in a hundred shot finally goes in, and then I look like the asshole. But no, it was a great volley. I just, yeah. I just get nervous every time he goes for it and it gets me uh pretty upset. Steve, no, you want to goal. redeem
0: Ryan for his fucking ridiculous negativity about Obama Yang's fucking worldie.
2: Yeah. At the end of the day, the the goal, spectacular. But i go back one to I won't be putting that ball in. I honestly part of me sits there and goes, Was he shooting or did he actually mean to do that? Because Oh
0: no, it's a, it's one hundred percent a pass.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was definitely a pass, yeah. But that's, that's it, so. that's all he's done, that's all he did all game. That one pass and I felt like it was like, that's it, he felt like he's done.
0: Oh, no, I thought, look, everyone has their different opinions on Awobi, and I'm sure we can get into a, a, a yes to Awobi or no to Awobi thing. I think Awobi showed both sides of himself in this game in, in a couple of different periods, you know, he did some amazing things, was strong, was aggressive. And in early parts of the first half, I was saying that he was whimpering and, and, you know, not being physical enough. So, you know, this is the thing with so many of our players. I'm sure we'll get to this after we we rattle through the rest of this game. Um, but, you know, just our players, are yeah. they are so divisive, the players we have at the moment. Like for every single person on the pitch, Um you know, on the Arsenal fans forum, for, for every single minute, for every single comment that someone puts up, there's got to be, you know, two sides to every comment. It's like Ryan said at the top of the show, you know, you're either a Wobian or you're a Wobie out. You can't just be a Wobie kind of around.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, you, you're right. But no, take nothing away from that, go- that goal. It was, it, was a, it was spectacular and it was just nice to see. It was just nice to see a good goal. At the end of
0: the season. Boys, one of the worst misses you're going to see shortly after that. So, Aubameyang has a, his third chance from right in front. Uh, standard. Some, just just standard. Yep. Steve, couldn't agree with standard. you anymore. Um, <laughs> and then the end of the game was literally like... It was kind of like... Um, uh, like when a player's retiring... Obviously, a lot of our listeners don't watch rugby league, but I watch a lot of rugby league. And like when a player's retiring, it's like, get the ball to him. He has to score a try in his, in his last game, or we've got to get him the goal kick in his last game. And it was like everyone in Arsenal's team, it was a game of get the ball to Yang. Get him this golden boot. And uh, eventually, Eddie, while, while trying to get the ball to Yang gets a double deflection, the ball goes in. I don't think he's going to get credited with the goal, boys. The final whistle goes, and we all kind of close our laptops or turn off our TVs and stand up and realize that the sun's shining outside and the birds are singing. It was, it was a weird emotion for me at the end of the season. I just, just kind of wanted to get both of you—not your thoughts on the season overall, but like where you sat emotionally at the end of that game.
1: Hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I, I thought the game, even when we, even with all the goals in the second half, I still was like pretty bored. You I just was like, oh, it's over.
2: Okay.
0: Did anyone else find that they didn't really celebrate a lot for any of the goals?
2: Yeah, I'll agree to that. Yeah, they were. There was the standard hey, high five, little bit of a show. Quick, let's hurry the fuck up and go try and get another one.
0: Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like, oh. That was a good goal. Wish I'd have scored that against Palace.
2: Oh, <laughs> wish, God. Wish yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, did that. I did that when we put the fucking volley in. I was like, oh, when was that against Spurs?
0: Yeah, it's like it just. it was just the way that I felt at the end of the game. It was like every good thing that happened, I'm like, oh, yeah. Could have done with that against Brighton. That would have been nice against yeah. Everton. Ooh, look at that. Ganduzian and Elneny didn't have a bad... Didn't really have a bad game together. Wish that had happened the other two times they'd fucking played together. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a feeling and an emotion of, um, for me, like, like a, definitely a bit of relief that the season was over because, like I said, you know, I, I felt pretty battered by the last month, and I, I, I really hope that this emotion, I really hope that this emotion kind of doesn't run into the cup final for me as well this kind of like I don't know how to explain this boys I, I feel like this and pull me up if I'm wrong right pull me up if I'm wrong Tottenham being in the Champions League final and having the possibility of those spud cunts actually winning something is going to mean that even if we win the Europa League I won't be able to enjoy it until I know they haven't won
1: Uh, well that's that's been the going on debate everyone's posting about that would you want us you know what would you have us to win and Tottenham win or us to lose and Tottenham lose and that's another again another thing and it's not really to lose and Tottenham lose 100% that's what you want that's what you really want I don't know I I I would
0: rather not win I would rather I would rather not win the Europa League and have Tottenham lose, one hundred percent.
2: Steve, weigh in as as much as 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 much as I don't want to see Tottenham win. Nobody wants to see fucking Tottenham win. Doesn't matter who, unless you fucking follow those pricks. <laughs> nobody wants to see Tottenham win. I just and can't I,
0: deal with it. And
2: literally, it is the worst Champions League final I could ever think of because I hate them so much. Between Liverpool, growing up where I grew up having to deal with so many fucking scousy cunts, and then Spurs. And then Spurs, of all fucking it's, teams.
0: It's really ruined my year.
2: It, it has, that's it, and that's why, I honestly, I cannot get excited at the moment until I know that Spurs lose. Yeah, okay, thank fuck Liverpool didn't win the league, because I tell you what, that's where most of my emotion went into afterwards. As soon as I was like, yeah, cool, sweet, three points, we're not going to go top four, yeah, straight over to City.
0: You should have seen my feed. I have so many Liverpool fans in my feed. And when fucking Brighton scored a goal, they were like, it's our year. We've won. We've won it. It's happening. (laughs) We did it, baby. We did it, baby. I love you, baby. 10 seconds later, City scored. And then like another two minutes after that, City scored again. And I'm like, suck my dick, Liverpool. Suck my fucking dick.
2: I I actually had the Arsenal game on the laptop. And next to the laptop, I had my phone streaming the City game just so I could make phone calls to WA at fucking stupid o'clock in the morning to piss off every person I knew.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Boys, three, two, ones, one, two, threes. So I'll chuck it out to you guys. We'll sort of come round table. We'll do one at a time. But uh, Ryan, we'll start with you. Man of the match, who did you have and why? I mean...
1: I thought it was pretty easy. Got a definitely definitely Aubameyang. Uh his two his two goals were great. I I do I, like his I'm volley. I'm surprised you didn't give, him, more I'm I, surprised
0: uh... didn't give him negative numbers. The
1: <laughs> well, the more, I did <laughs> like the volley. I just he gets so me nervous when he it's like almost like you're playing a baseball and you're taking a swing at a bat, you know, nine times out of ten they fucking missed the ball. But you know, yeah, whatever.
0: Baseball. I, I
1: loved it. Yeah, I hate baseball. Don't don't tell my girlfriend <laughs> that. But anyways, yeah, d- d- I, I thought he was running all over the field. Um he made a lot of he actually made a lot of good runs in the first half. Uh the ball just didn't get to him. But yeah, I I think he's been playing great the last like week, so hopefully he brings this kind of form into the uh Europa League final.
0: Steve, three points. Yeah. Uh, three yeah. points. Who'd you have and why?
1: Yeah, it was a bam straight up. He um
2: it's just nice to see that he's re hit form. Right now, ready to go for that final, but no, like he actually tracked back, and you seen him, you seen him running that first half. He was probably one of the only Arsenal players that actually actually was running that first half.
0: Well, we've actually we've I had three points for Bamey again. He's one of our our topics for once we finish the three two one. So we'll we'll bench anything more on him for now. Ryan, two points. Who did you have, mate?
1: I had. The, in my opinion, the game changer. I had Wobi. Um, I think once he went out, once he got taken out by Luton, uh he got up, showed a little passion, so a little fire. I think he kind of picked the team up with him. And I, I just, I love the way he plays. I, I like the way he wants to drive forward. You know, willing to make a few moves, do a couple step overs, drive through people. Um, it's something we've been missing for a while. Does it work all the time? No, it doesn't. But it's, it's a, it's another dimension to this team that we. Desperately need
0: a lot of comments about Awobi being shit online after the game again, again. I don't but know. you know, I don't know. Like, how many how many fucking podcasts this year have we had conversations about Awobi in and Awobi out? Steve, who did you have for your two points, mate?
2: Um, I had Ganduzi actually for my two points. Uh, I felt like he wanted. He was the only person coming to the ball half the time. It was just he always just wants the ball, and it's just nice to see.
0: Sorry, I'm doing sign language to my wife. She's asking where the iPad is. In the fucking cupboard. What do you think <laughs> that. What do you think that is? Fuck. Lucky she's hot. So,
2: oh um, like, fuck did I just hit something? Technical difficulty.
0: No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm like, you know, the like the bit in fucking Team America where he's trying to sign them to say like the terrorists. It was like, it's that. me, it's me, it's it's, it's me, it's me. <laughs> that motherfucker's telling us something. Shoot him. <laughs> Fuck me! Fuck! Fucking kill him! <laughs> uh, good times, uh, boys. I had two points for Iwobi. Um I thought he really, really grew into the game, and I liked how he physically got in. Was it Lowton? How he got in his face? Yeah. The, um, for me, that's like if Awobi can take a bit more aggression. Like we all understand what the the downfalls, downfalls with Awobi are, but I almost feel like the more aggressive Awobi is and the more physical Awobi is, the more it hides. I guess the other facets of his game that aren't great. But Ryan, I'm with you, man. I am. Um, I I thought that him coming back into the game, he was really really good. Uh, Ryan, one point. Who did you have for your one point?
1: I had a. To- I actually it's funny. I had a toss up between uh, a couple. I don't know. Yeah, two or three people. But uh, I ended up going with El Nene just because I thought he had a great first half. Um, Manny's, I'm a, Manny's I, just, just going to be
0: grinding his know, team I, the I am right
1: so sorry. But <laughs> no, nah, I thought he had a great first half. and I, I didn't think he put – he didn't put a foot wrong in the second half either. Uh, you know, standard. Uh, I wanted to put – I was considering ginduzi And then I just thought El Nene had such, I, just such a good first half in my opinion. And I also heard which I didn't see when I was watching the game but apparently Gennduuzi got in Barnes's face when we scored the first goal and he got a yellow for it Maybe if, maybe if I saw that I probably could have gave Gonduzi the plus one just the just the, the balls on that kid I love it Ryan
0: I had I had Il for a plus one as well so you are not alone you are not alone I thought he was absolutely solid never flustered made his tackles really really good I also tossed up. Genduzi, he was definitely my my special mention, my guy who could have got into that as well. Steve, who did you have for your one point?
2: So I'm going completely left field here. I actually had my stuffy.
0: Yeah, look, oh boy. <laughs> uh, he was he was in and around my when I was doing my out of tens. I, I,
2: I think, think it's I, I think it's very much the the defender in me, playing being a defender my whole life. I understand some of the shit he has to go through. And I understand where a lot of people hate him because of what he's done. But I actually thought he had a clean game. And it's one, one of my cleanest games considering him having to start with Mavropanos um, and Lick Steiner. I thought he was, he was a bit more solid. And I was actually happy for him to be there very much for most of that first half.
0: Somewhere inside there, Steve, there is no denying... Right? That somewhere inside that fucking stupid German is a defender. right? It, it's not It's not like he doesn't have the skills to be a defender. It's not like he doesn't have the ability. Toby has been an advocate, not an advocate. when he's been shit, Toby said he's fucking shit. But all year this year Toby has tried to be an advocate for praising Mustafi when Mustafi does well. He passes between the lines, he dissects the midfield, he can be very good from from deep situations. And, you know, he's just one of those defenders where if he gets it right, he looks like a rock star, and if he gets it wrong, he looks like a fucking idiot. But, no, I reckon that's actually quite a good shout, Steve. I'd, I'd be happy with that, mate. Negative points, boys. <laughs> I actually found negative points a little bit harder to come by because when i did my ratings out of 10 i had so many people had sixes so it's really for some of these like negative ones and negative twos they really were the battle of the sixes and who was just slightly shitter so i'll kick it off this time guys i had a negative one for joe willick right and it's gonna cause a little bit of of argument amongst people because a lot of people were super super excited about him and excited about him on the chat forums after the game. And for me, I just looked at it and thought he looked disappointed when he came off. I thought that was because he didn't really affect the game. And I think he's maybe a little bit further away from the first team than what we thought, especially when you compare him to, I guess, the performance of Gendouzi. So negative one for me for Joe Willick. Steve, who did you have for your negative one?
2: So I actually thought of Willick as well very much on that same basis of him being so far away and thinking lone spell straight up. But I actually had a Wobie. I, I had a Wobie. I felt like other than the assist and him getting in all mates face, that was it. And yeah, okay, it might've been a little bit of a changer, but there was times where I just, yeah, I just didn't think he, that was it. The two things that he did that whole game. And that was, Yeah. That's why I had a wobie. Steve,
0: are you traditionally an a wobie lover, and a wobie acceptor, or an a wobie doubter?
2: Um, I'm an a wobie acceptor for when he's going forward and if he has the ball at his feet. But for the rest of his game, I think we can do better.
0: Very, pretty much the same as what we all seem to think here, mate. He's a, a very capable option. Hopefully, someone who can become something. I think special he's very much the another Theo Walcott. Oh no! Oh. Don't start well, me on. Don't start me on Theo, mate. I fucking love Theo. Um, yeah. fucking we know, we
2: Theo. know. That's why I was just like, I think he's very much another Theo Walcott. You're a piece of shit, Steve. Piece of shit.
0: Fucking, fucking <laughs> Theo. My little boy, my little thirty-year-old boy.
2: I just don't think a going to go anywhere. Personally,
0: I hope a, I... What separates a Woby for me? why I think he will go somewhere is purely the physical attributes that he has. It's almost like... I, I said this to Toby a few weeks ago. I hope I articulate it right. But the things that Awobi does well are harder to teach than the things that Awobi doesn't do well. So his ball yeah. control, running with the ball yeah. at his feet, his pressing the runs he makes, some of the reverse balls he's found this year and some of the assists he's found this year. He's got seven or eight assists for Arsenal this year. It's like it's not breaking fucking records, Still but it's Ozil. enough. Yeah, well, we'll get to that later on as well. It's an Ars Brothers rank cast. We have to fucking have a pop at Ozil. Oh, no. So, <laughs> I, just, I just think that the bit that Awobi needs to learn surely in the offseason you would stand if you were the coaching staff for a wobi surely you would stand there and you would say all we're doing this offseason all we're doing for this next 90 days with you is shooting that's it that's it that's all we're doing we're just shooting because we don't need to teach you how to run with the ball we don't need to teach you to press we don't need to teach you to work hard your passing range is fine you're getting your your nearly 10 assists for the year let's just get Two assists in you. And speaking of assists, you know, I've forgotten which podcast I listened to it on. It was quite a while back. And I really, really enjoyed it. It might have been Arsenal Vision. There's probably Clive. I like Clive's like, my God, I like everything that comes out of his mouth, I tend to agree with. But he was saying that for players to feel successful and feel confident in front of goal, they have to have a couple of finishes that are theirs. You know, and if I take someone like a Theo Walcott, right? And I'm not just sucking on the Theo dick, right? <laughs> but if I take, just just because it's the first one that comes to my mind. When, when I think about Theo Walcott, I think about his finish from the right across the goal low into the left corner. Like that was very much a, a, a Theo finish. When he got into that position, when he got through on goal, you thought, okay, that's going to be a goal. I think about Henri's left channel, opened body, right boot curl into the bottom right corner. Those were finishes that were very much their finishes that they went to. Sorry,
2: I just blew my pants thinking about that, Henri. I just... Yeah, I just yeah. Yeah.
0: Never again. Yeah. Just get some get some tissues out, Steve.
2: Yeah, I'm going to need it.
0: Yeah. Have you had water today? It's probably going to be thinner and harder to clean if you've had lots of water. It's if you're a bit dehydrated.
1: That is, <laughs> is that that's anyway, really a thing? It would... If you have water? I didn't
0: know that. If you have water, you've got your 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 jizz is more liquid. Is it it? more water in it? I don't know. If you're dehydrated, is when you get that like like. Do you ever get clag at school? That glue. It was like the but you could get high off it. <laughs> no, you could. You could get high off it. Steve, you, you're Australian. Do you remember you had the glue? Yeah, in the red like and white bottle. Too, yeah, and it had the stick Funny in the fucking lid. The stick in the lid, yep. and you could pull
2: the stick out. And you'd always have that one kid that would sit in the back and eat it, and you just go, "Yeah, you're going places."
0: that kid was me buddy that kid was me and you could get you get high off that as well if you turned the glue bottle upside down it separated the active ingredient from the glue and then you could have the glue in the top all you need to do is make a hole in the bottom of the glue
2: so that's what the teachers are doing at fucking lunchtime
0: that's fucking lessons for you mate that's lessons where are we in these negatives negative everyone had negative one
1: uh I don't think did I did I say no you haven't no you haven't well like Max I uh I had I had Willock. Um, I, I, he I don't, I don't really think. He, I just, besides, he had a nice. He was inside the 18. He had a nice turn. He turned made a nice little turn and he shot it. He went wide. It was nice. Whatever. That's it. Um, it's and, so, and, and for me too. Like with the Ozil hate and all this. Like him him playing in his role. I just thought maybe Willick would like, kind of, you know, grab the bull by the horns kind of thing and kind of just. Go for the ball, take the ball, want the ball, and I, just, I didn't see it. I didn't see him.
0: He definitely left some, left something to be wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and, the, and
1: yeah. you know, and someone who's young and wants to get into that team, you have to take chances, you have to take risks, and especially in a game where it doesn't really matter too much what happens. You have to just grab the ball by the horns and and just grab the ball by the fucking dick, man. Just take it and just this, I, you got this is your stamp on the game. You need to make an impression on Emery. Or you're getting loaned out, buddy. You ain't gonna be in the national show next season. So I think he mm. personally needs a fucking loan. He he needs something. Yeah, I think he should get loaned out, yeah. Personally, yeah.
0: Look, if the other boys have gone out on loan this year, it would be Willick's turn next year, in yeah. my opinion. If if you're gonna bring back someone like Reese Nelson, who has actually played a lot of his under twenty ones football out of a number ten role, um, you know, that's essentially where Willick's been playing. Surely you'd send Willick the other way and say, Go and play with men for a season. I thought he looked physically smaller developmental-wise than where I would want him to be running in as a Premier League starter. But yeah, totally agree with you, Ryan. Uh, guys, negative two. I actually had Mkhitaryan. Not because he had a bad game, but as the senior guy on the pitch and probably the guy most... Um, I don't know. I know there's some issues with him going to... Baku, but he would still be the guy who was probably most likely to maybe take one of those starting positions. I kind of expected him to come into this game with a bit more of the Obamiang attitude and really go and really get it and be like, pick me, you know, if I can go, pick me. He didn't really do it for me, so negative two. Steve, who'd you have for your negative two, mate?
2: Um, I had Monreal, actually. I thought, he, um, I thought he had a shocker, actually. I, I didn't <laughs> rate him whatsoever during the game.
0: Did he he have moments, or just poor in general? Just poor
2: in general. Like, I think his age is starting to catch him at some stages. Because
0: I think we just offered him a new contract. He's
2: done. Get get rid
1: of him. No,
0: no, no. I I read the other day apparently his contract is on the table for him. If there is a contract on the table for him, it it really says that we don't. If there's a a contract
2: on the table for him, it's so that we can fucking sell him to Barcelona because. I read reports saying they fuck it want him, and that's the case. Do that. He would because... probably
0: still he would probably still be effective in Spanish football. Yeah, and that's Le- it. Le- less getting up and down the wing. He's still a good player. I've I've always been a, a, a an advocate for Monreal. I, I think a couple of years ago he was arguably the best left back in the comp for a season. But he's definitely struggling physically. Ryan, negative two. Who'd you have?
1: I think you're cheating, Max, because I also have Mkhitaryan. Uh, we the,
0: are I, we are we are shot for shot at the moment. You and me, mate. We're three, two, one. I'll uh, be one, I'll two, actually be three.
1: surprised if our minus threes are different. But yeah, so I'd Mkhitaryan. I I just thought he was missing the whole game, and I just he didn't show up until what the seventieth minute, I think, when he had a he had a crossed. Was it? A, I think it might have been for Obama and Sida that he missed. I think that was like the first time. Got to sell right.
0: him. Got to sell him. Yeah, if you, can.
1: you know. And to me, in my eyes, I don't think he's going to Baku. So to me, it's like, all right, this is your last game put everything in it, you know, go, go, go buck wild. He, I didn't, like I said, I didn't even know he was on the pitch. He just was, he was just nowhere to be, nowhere to be seen.
0: Boys, negative three for me. Shit Steiner. <laughs> he's so done. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's so fucking done. And do you know what highlights how much he's done? Right? The fact that he can't get a cross in without it being blocked by the a defender by the front defender and that's because he doesn't have any explosion in the shift anymore he he can't get the ball shifted out outside defender and get a ball in it's all in slow motion I love that he starts shit I love that he shouts at linesmen and stuff like that fantastic he probably should have been brought in on a coaching staff but not to play so shit Steiner negative three Steve who'd you have for your negative three mate
2: yeah, sorry. No, I was just laughing at what I wrote down, actually. So I actually had Mikatarian, and I just put, terrible game. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I was just laughing at it. I was like, fuck, I was pretty harsh. That was pretty mean thinking about it. Because I didn't even think to look at Lickston. Because I just, his presence, just being on the pitch, I was like, fuck, he's even going to get a red card, or it's just going to kick off with him being there. And I was just he's expecting just- it.
0: He was fucking losing it at people as well. Like, he hasn't lost his competitive streak. His mode has just fucking finished.
2: I think the reason why I didn't put him down for three is because when Lino ran in the back of fucking mate, when he just when his turn stopped and deliberately just stopped to make sure that there's contact, trying to get that penalty, it was Lichsteiner that was in first, ready to fight. So I was like, I think that gave him that, <laughs> yeah, cool, sweet. I'm not going to look at you. And that's why I went with Mikatari.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's quite funny, you know, that as Arsenal fans, we see guys wanting to fight as something to glorify, because we've been so used to having pussies and pushovers in the team for so long that we get excited by a woe beginning in someone's face. We get excited. I think it's called by Patrick the Patrick Vieira effect. Yeah, I think. Like, I honestly think it is. I honestly think it's we've somehow decided that guys who want to fuck shit up are leaders, you know. <laughs> Like so, if Lichsteiner punches someone and gets three games, we'll make him captain. I'm in for that. <laughs> Ryan, who did you have for your three points, mate? Are we are we six from six?
1: We are. Uh, I had Lichsteiner. <laughs> uh, it's funny too when I saw, when I saw him on the uh, team sheet, I almost penciled him in for the minus three. I just knew it was coming. Um, so I, I guess a little biased, I guess, but he. he he did nothing, um, a very telling, uh, I think the maddest I got during that match was when he took the ball down the right side, and he put a cross in, and it somehow got to like the top of the 18-yard box where there were no Arsenal players there. There was like maybe, I think it was like Aubameyang, uh, Wobi, and someone else maybe, and he just pings it, like curves all the way to the left like a fucking J-hook dick, Comes all the way back out to the eighteen yard <laughs> box. Nobody's there. A J, a J hooked dick. Yeah, you know one of those dicks. It's like it's literally. It looks like a J. It's like that curve, that like little like, up curve. In with that, a the front. with a
0: with a cross on the top or with a dot. Well, no, it, the
1: the Hold the on, bottom part, the bottom J? part of the J would be like the hood of the dick. So, like, I guess your I guess your balls would be the dot.
0: Guys, go into Ask Brothers. Facebook page at Ask Brothers Rankcast, and Ryan is going to draw this dick <laughs> and he's going to put it up.
2: Can you make sure you got like can you make sure you get leeched on like, actually kicking it as well so we can just get more pictures?
1: <laughs> I'm, su- I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you don't know what a JX dick is. You, you're quite uh, I know quite what like, a hook is. Like
0: I have a I have a oh, friend yeah. who, whose name is The Hook and he has a north pointing dick and his dick goes up and apparently it's very yeah, same thing. Apparently, it's very good. Apparently, it is an excellent dick, this, this North Pointer.
1: I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard, I've heard women say it's good. I've heard women say it's bad because the way it hooks in, it can really like hurt. I don't know. So, I've been told. <laughs> but yeah, so he, he right, pinged right
0: across it. <laughs> right now, we're all assuming that the, the inverted commas guy with the inverted commas J-shaped dick, inverted commas, is actually you.
2: Oh. It's sad when I'm picturing the actual dick of must- of fucking I on just drew a crossing. I just drew
0: a dick. I just drew a dick on the fucking page next to me. I just drew a J-shaped dick. So could be <laughs> yeah. could be the name could be the, yeah. name. could be the name of the podcast,
1: boys. Yeah. J-shaped dick. Yeah. 100 percent I like it. <sighs> but yeah, anyways, uh, to finish what I'm saying, he threw the he put the cross in and nobody was there and he pointed to where he crossed it to, and he screamed at his team why is nobody there kind of thing when when you're crossing the ball you want to be like in in the in in like the six like I it didn't make sense I I just I hate that I hate when people make bad plays and they blame everybody else that's your fault bad cross minus three yeah six for six
0: don't point and shout you J-shaped cock Dick Steiner Dick Steiner nice Cell 5. Boys, (laughs) (laughs) we've sort of already touched on them, but I just wanted to go through... We've already kind of touched on it, and earlier on I alluded to the fact that this was a little bit of a view towards our kids. And there seems to be quite a lot of conversation about people getting excited by the idea of Willick and by the idea of Niketia and by the idea of Mavropanos playing games next year. The thought of this actually really scares me to my core. And if the reports and the statements coming from Emory are correct, his last statement essentially says, we will be able to replace Aaron Ramsey from our youth team. It really worries me that that's the sort of mediocrity that we're going to see next year and that we're maybe not going to go out, we're not going to replace people from the top paddock and we're probably going to be a fifth or sixth place team again. But in saying that, what did we actually think of 19 year old Willick 19 year old Nicardia 20 year old Ganduzi and 21 year old Mavra and not just in this game but over the course of the season will uh, we'll start with with Steve our guest Steve what do you think of the boys Willick Eddie Ganduzi and Mavropanos?
2: um i think i think Ganduzi's had a great opening season i'd like to see how he goes in his second and see if he can either build on it or just say that was it—the old, you know, one season wonder. Um, for the rest of the boys, like Joe, Eddie, not so much Mavro, but like Joe and Eddie, I just want to see them. I just want to see them on the pitch more and in that, say, like FA Cup, that role where big games come in and see how they go and if a loan spell. Would do them good like the others. Mavro, so you're more,
0: you're more for you're definitely more for loaning Eddie and Willock.
2: Yeah, yeah. Not so much Eddie. I'd like to see Eddie come in a lot more than what he did this season. I
0: thought he was I thought Eddie was quite good when he came on the second half. I thought he was technical, he moved the ball well, he made good runs.
2: He came in, I think oh I can't remember the game. He came in and he and he played within fifteen minutes, he was easily the best player on the pitch for Arsenal. I can't remember the fucking game now. But um, yeah, I'd like to see Eddie a lot more next season. Joe, I think, definitely needs a loan. Um, Mavro, Mavro, I think, and, and a lot of people are going to hate me for this. I want to see Mavro in a three with Holding in Chambers just to see if there's, say, like a future.
1: Oh boy! Of that. Sorry. Nice. Oh boy! I'm. Uh, that's interesting. I never thought of that. Very it's
2: mainly because mainly
1: because yeah, we've
2: gone out and bought players in the past, and we sit there and go, yeah, yeah, cool, sweet. But if we could not buy three fucking centre-backs and go, that is our future right there, let's see how it goes, fuck it. If it paid off, that's so much money in the bank for us.
0: Even with even with Socrates as as part of that four. Yeah, even so. A, com- a combination of those three. And then, you know, even if you were looking at, I think Koscielny's probably going to retire at the end of the year. I think he's held together with spit and paddle pop sticks. He's but... got
2: fucking chewing gum in his fucking knees yeah, holding yeah, him together.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't, this, doesn't this reek of like a last big push for a player? Like, it really feels that at the end of this, they're going to come out and they're going to say, oh, it." we we regret to inform you that Koscielny actually died 10 games ago.
2: <laughs> Did anybody else heart sink when he went into the fucking, into the advertising and just sit there and go- Oh, I
0: thought he was done. He's I done, he was yeah. Done. I thought the same thing. Because the second Manfred Panos went on and Koscielny came on, I either texted my brother or, or, or messaged some of the guys in the group and said, he's going to do an ACL. like Or his Achilles is going to go like, this is going to be, like he never should have played this game.
2: I went back to the game just before we played Chelsea in the FA, in the FA Cup final and I was just like fuck here we go this is going to happen again we're going to lose yep. we're going to lose kashyoni
0: yeah right on the boys who who played in the game so Willick Eddie Genduzi Mavropanos
1: yes uh Willick i needs to go out on loan um uh, <laughs> and so it's the, the first note that i put in uh for the game was genduzi needs the steroids comma all the steroids he, he yep. needs to bulk up, and then watching the game more, Willick needs to get on that cycle as well. They just need to just be steroid buddies for a whole, I mean, season's in less than 90 days, so it's going to be tough. But yeah. Um, get on the juice. Get on the good juice.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll Willick... give him the fucking sad for like the next 90 days and go build these two.
1: Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. But yeah, Willock needs yeah. to go out alone. He needs to Eddie as
0: well, even. Eddie looks Eddie looks slight to me. Like he he's st- he still looks like an under eighteens player to me. If if you compare them to guys I mean, take a Wobie, guys. Awobi's like two years older than these kids. Awobi's twenty
2: two. I
1: thought he
2: was 24. twenty four. Is he? Am no. I fucked that up? Uh... So uh, no, he's turning twenty four. Is he? Oh no, sorry, next year. Next year. 10, oh yeah, so he's twenty. So he's
0: twenty three. Yeah, he's twenty three. So he's only like, and Awobi's been on that on that um, on that frame for for quite a while as well. Like it's not like Awobi went away one year and all of a sudden came back. And we we're like, fuck, he's real big. He's always been big. But Eddie to me looks. There was a team photo at the end of the game and they all had their shirts off and I, I looked at Niketti as physique and thought, there's a there's a lot of bulking up you're going to have to do to be an effective centre forward in the Premiership.
1: He's short too, no. I, I don't. He's not terribly he's little, tall. Yeah. yeah. But hey, if we if, if, thing is if we don't sign any strikers, if we don't sign any forwards, he he can't go out on loan because what are we going to do? We he's like he's our third striker.
0: I I think Eddie is going to sit there until a, a a third strike, you know. They're talking about AOZ Perez and I don't hate that because you're not coming in as a second striker, you're coming in as a third striker. This might be Perez's only chance to go and play in a top, top team. He scored butt-tons of goals for Newcastle this year. He's had a really good year. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, third-rate, third-rate, another team's fucking cast-offs. And it's like, what do you think you're going to get for a third striker? You've got Obama Yang and Lacazette. Do you really think a fucking first-rate striker is going to sit there and go, hmm, I'm going to get game time there?
2: So, help me God, if I hear the next person sit there and go, oh, he's an he deserves to be at Everton or he deserves to be at Southampton or fucking something like that. Just go back and think, you dumb fox They beat us this year. Yep. No fucking player in the Premier League is third rate. Yeah.
1: Hey, people say that about uh, Gigi Wijnaldum. He's fucking getting them into the Champions League.
0: Fergus, who works for me at the bar, the mad fucking Canadian Liverpool fan. Van Aldum's almost his first name on the team sheet every week Yeah. at Liverpool. Every fucking week. I would so much prefer us go and buy t- a couple of hardened Premier League players. I'd I'd take Ben Mee or James Tarkovsky or any of these guys. I wouldn't take two of them because I think that you need to have in the modern premiership, you need to have guys who are better on the ball and with better passing ranges. But I would go and take one of these guys, you know, from your Burnleys and, you know, these, these real hard nosed, like hardened defensive teams. And I'd put one of them. I think we would look much better as a football club with fucking James Tarkovsky in our back line next
1: year. I think, there's a player? I think there's a
2: player that we're actually forgetting about. And I'm not saying this just because he's fucking Australian, right? But I thought Aaron Moy, we could go pitch him and steal that motherfucker right now for easy money. Fuck
0: Aaron Moy. <laughs> I fucking watched that. I watched that comp play live and he is so fucking slow. It's obscene. When I saw Australia play Japan,
1: Ugh, I was yeah, like, no.
0: wow, he's highly technical. Wow, that cunt can't run. He's like fucking Lieutenant Dan Mark II. It's
1: the last thing when he is in the Lieutenant Dan.
0: Fuck Aaron Moore. He looks like fucking Voldemort the cunt.
1: <laughs> I was thinking easy
2: money and someone to replace, but mm, yeah.
0: I'm just very anti-Australian football. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, about, what about if I said Matt Ryan?
0: Matt Ryan, I actually like. Matt Ryan, I'd have at Arsenal in a heartbeat. A um, little, bit, little bit short for a keeper, but I'd, I'd definitely have him there. Yeah. Um, boys, next off the rank, Aubameyang seems to play remarkably better by himself, and his relationship with Lacazette only works because they're both really good, not because they actually work
1: together. Discuss. It's funny, when 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 you said this to me, I was like, what's he talking about? When are you... I had to like, think long and hard about this because I, I completely disagree. I, I think, well, all right, I shouldn't say completely disagree, but I think they're two strikers that play two different styles of football. And I think they're both great at different things. And I think that's why they can work so, they can work so well together and they have worked so well together. Um, Ob- but
0: did you not think that Aubameyang looked with two wingers outside him? Aubameyang up front by himself did you not think he looked like such a better more effective player his runs were more effective not having a strike partner but actually having two wingers feeding a guy who is essentially a goal
1: machine he did he did have a good game he was making runs but I also chalked that up to him kind of tracking back a little bit helping the team out more whereas when he's a lone striker I've noticed if we're not totally dominating games he is very isolated. We can't get the ball to him. he I don't even know he's on the pitch. I don't know where he is. And I think it's as of late, maybe Lacazette's rubbing off on him a little bit. I don't know. But the last few games, he's been kind of coming back, putting in a shift, putting in a defensive, giving a defensive hand. Um, and I think it's working out to his benefit offensively, if that kind of makes sense.
0: Steve, Aubameyang by himself or Aubameyang with Lacazette? Or Lacazette by himself?
2: So... I, I, I think either way, we've got to be happy with what we've got, and I think that those two together push each other to be better.
1: Exactly, yeah. Where,
2: where they've got that confidence to be by themselves, yeah, hundred percent. But when if they're on the field fighting against each other, it can it's a double edged sword in a, in a certain way.
0: It's a two way shooting gun.
2: When you're talking about like the two wingers and Abamiano in front, I feel like that system complements Abamiano because he can do that the run on or he can do the hold up and I feel like that just that system just works for him
0: look I've got to admit I like us better in a 433 or a 4231 I don't love us in a that 3412 that I, I think we're going to play against Chelsea and I kind of feel like that's a symptom of it's the best way to get those two to play together not the best way for the rest of the team. Do you guys get what I mean by that? Like they play very well in that system together, but I don't think that the collective plays that well around them like that.
1: I'm yeah. completely opposite. I I see I see what you're I see what you're saying, but I don't I don't know if I I just I also think I think they're great together. I also think that we to an extent we've been really inconsistent. Like we lose games we shouldn't be losing and it's kind of like whether you want to blame the creativity or whatnot, or us missing sitters, it's I don't I see I think it's just more just inconsistencies in just the way we play offensively because the formation is constantly changing because the tactics are constantly changing.
0: Everyone always blames the condom. No one ever blames the user.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm very much of the opinion I like the three. Five, two, and I'll, and I'll say three five two because we have that that um we have Ozil in the middle. I feel like that <sighs> suits, and I know we don't like yeah not yeah wait on Ozil yeah yeah I get it, <laughs> but I feel like that suits our players that start games.
0: I I agree. So you know, fuck it. Let's we might as well just dig into it because we're talking about it right now, guys. Formations, starting lineups. We've got Chelsea in in the UEFA League Final. Essentially, I think we're all of the opinion, and and guys, shout out if you disagree. But are we not all of the opinion that we are going to play this three five two? Yes. Yeah. 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 So, just to rattle through, then, um, shout out if you disagree. Undoubtedly, our starting lineup is going to be Czech, Socrates, Kachelny. Monreal, Maitland-Niles, Torreira, Xhaka, Kalasinac, Urzel, Obamiyang, Lacazette.
1: The only difference I have is I have Leno instead of Czech, <laughs> and I know no, that's no, like a play, hot.
0: It's not going to happen. Topic. Czechs, I know. I, I know it's not going to happen. Czechs played the whole yeah. competition. How about let's not? How about we we take the subjectiveness out of it. Let's talk about what we think is going to happen, not what we want to happen. Okay. Because what I want to happen is Danny Welbeck start,
1: Ooh. and just fucking oh, like, don't tease
0: do me. It. All right, He's him. Ah, I love that guy. Love he was amazing against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. No,
2: I want to see him come on and do it against Leicester. Oh.
0: Oh, Valentine's
1: Day. That so guy. let's so <sighs> let's
0: say let's take the let's take the erections for Danny Welbeck out of the game. I love that we're all Danny Welbeck lovers and. And it goes without saying that we're all very, very sad that Danny's leaving.
1: I'm fucking uh, I'm sad. kind I'm of fucking... shitty the way they did it too. Well, oh, this is Aaron Ramsey's thing. This is Czech's last game. Oh, by the way, Danny Welbeck's got a nice little
2: certificate thing that we're going to give you, not a nice yeah. cannon.
1: Yeah,
0: People who didn't understand the brilliance of Danny Welbeck uh, are like... Scunny Mike. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Scunny. You're all out on your own. You're. I'm starting a club and it's got no (laughs) scunnies written on the front of the. It's the Danny Welbeck supporters club, Um, but guys, let's let's get serious for a second. So let's just start from the back then. Pettercheck, do we all agree that Petter is playing? Whether you want him or not, I don't.
1: I don't see. I've never been in Europa League final, so I couldn't tell you. But to me, you're in a a a final. You play your best team. He Leno is better than check. I. I guess I guess your Emery wants him to have this sentimental send-off. But then again, I don't want it's I don't, sen- don't want it's agent check either.
0: Not sentimental. It's not sentimental. He's been very good uh, for the entire cup competition.
1: I still think Leno's was better. But yeah, all right. I just don't okay, want it to so be agent check and Ryan, give the Chelsea I, last I trophy.
0: Nail your colours <laughs> to the mast right now. Is Emery going to continue with Check or is he going to pick Leno?
1: I, I, I really don't. I, I'm thinking with my head, and I'm I, my head says Leno, my heart says check. Cause yeah, I want check to go out on a trophy. I do. But what do
0: you think? What do you think Emery's gonna do? Fuck your head and fuck your J-shaped dick. <laughs> what do you think Leno? What do you think Emery is? Who's Emery gonna pick? I say he's yeah. gonna stick with check.
1: Yeah, I guess he is gonna stick. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, going to Valencia was a really big game for us, and I think if he didn't play Leno there. I don't think he's going to play Leno against Chelsea so yeah That's what I think. I think
0: if he thought I'm going to pull this guy, he'd have pulled him
2: for the Valencia game.
1: Yeah, I agree. Steve? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree
2: with yep. that. Check. Checks
0: playing. All right, boys, back 3. I think our our best back 3 that we can put out or our safest back three that we can put out is Sokratis, Cascelni, Monreal.
1: Yeah. No no No, i
2: give again myself. Steve, who you got I got my stuff instead of Monreal.
0: Mm. Any 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 reasons for that in your back three? I mean, I mean technical technical reasons why Mustafi?
2: Because I think if we're going to play with, uh Ainsley, I feel being more of a right back. I think Mustafi that right side is that bit more secure. It just it just feels more secure. We understand, we understand where. I
0: never, I never feel secure. Yeah, I, I know, I know that we never feel secure
2: with that fucking fought. red ape sitting there. But <laughs> he, I just feel like within the three, that is the better option.
1: If we weren't playing Chelsea, awesome. I would agree with you. But the fact is, I think if Mustafi does play, Hazard is gonna fall in the box, and it's gonna be from none other than our German friend Mustafi, and he's just gonna concede a penalty to him. I Hazard is But Monreal's very... giving two of those away. Yeah, I, I just think just I just about must about say Mustafi's that, more Steve. off. I trust Monreal and Hazard, not Mustafi.
0: Very likely we're going to be coming up against Oli Giroud. He's not going to pro... Can we not say his Ali. name?
1: It still hurts. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if we can bring him up. <laughs> Look, see? mate,
0: I got, I got banned by his people on Twitter for saying he was shit and tagging him in it on Twitter <laughs> constantly and abusing him, so... I had my issues in the past with Giroud.
1: Like well, we all have.
0: Now that he's gone, I look back on it and I actually i I can appreciate him for the player that he was. He just never should have been Plan A. He always should have yeah, been a, a Plan B, a Plan yeah. B striker. And it's it was unfair at the time for me to take all of my anger out on his beautiful face. He's so gorgeous. But but I did, you know, and I can't take it back now. So, you know, Twitter, if you're listening, at Olivier Giroud official, I'm sorry, unblock me.
2: <laughs> I, I could go on about Giroud, but I'm not going yeah, yeah, to. Yeah,
0: next. So, I think it's going to be Monreal. Ryan thinks it's going to be Monreal. Steve wants the fucking bogey-eating, glue-sniffing, ginger gimp back there to give a last-minute penalty away. I think it's very likely that we're going to be coming up against Oli Giroud. He's not going to pose that much of a threat going in behind. And so I think actually Monreal is going to be the smarter choice. I think he might be the smarter defender. Wing backs, guys, Maitland-Niles and Kolasinac, they're a lock. We yep. agree. Yeah. Terreira Jacker in the midfield. We don't think that Gendouzi has done enough, despite being quite good against Valencia as well, Gendouzi. Um, we think it's going to be a torreira Xhaka. Combination,
1: yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I need to. I don't know how he's in our starting lineup. I mean, we have no choice. That's I, the thing. Shaka just, eh, I don't know. He
0: needs to. He needs to fuck off. He needs to fuck off and get. And
1: I, and I don't even. And I, and I, and I equate this also to with Mustafi too. I think they wouldn't have as bad of a season, or we, we, he, they wouldn't be so harshly looked at if they were. Like we were talking about with Drew, like they were playing Bs. If they didn't start, if they came off the bench and gave us like a different look at a team. I don't I think hate, they'd be as bad. I wouldn't
0: hate Jacker being part of my squad. I just don't like Jacker being the answer for anything. But I mean, if I start digging into Jacker, we're going to be here until Friday. So let's bench yeah. that, boys. You remember?
2: What, you remember I- what I was saying? Here. Remember what I was saying here, Max, about how I'm very controversial. I fucking love Jacker. I fucking love him. Oh I, God! Like, yeah, no. I mean, uh, I'm yeah. As much as I hate his mistakes, but I see it as a footballer. Do
0: you know what? I've 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 moved beyond that. I've moved beyond being upset about Jacker. That's it, and his, that's what I think for his for his big mistakes. I've discovered after kind of easing off him for half a season. I'm right back on the he can go fuck himself wagon. <laughs> and it's not, about, it's not about individual mistakes with Jacker. It's about how bad he is off the ball. He is one of the worst oh. central midfielders oh, in bad. the Premier League off the ball. He is very good on the ball. I will give him that, right? He does help us to break presses when he passes through the midfield and he sprays the ball around and I can accept him for the good things that he does. He is fucking so bad off the ball. He doesn't know when to press, when to turn and go with a defender. He's fucking Lieutenant Dan. He has no fucking legs. He doesn't know when to get up and get down. He's a terrible decision maker. And all of this that I'm saying is off the ball. I have someone put it to me a few weeks ago. I think it might've been Manny. Manny said to me, watch the game, like re-watch the game and actually just watch him even when he doesn't have the ball right? Just, just watch him closely. He is one of the stupidest fucking lowest IQ footballers I've ever seen. So Steve, I love you, but he's a fucking retard and you need to see that sooner rather than later.
2: Don't get me wrong, I see that he is a retard a lot of the times, but I don't know what the fuck it is with him. I think it's because I watched him. I watched him in Germany when he was coming to Arsenal. I was like, fuck yes. And then he just... Oh, I could just, I could I could say it. I could blame Wenger, I could just do all that, but it doesn't matter. Yes, Xhaka will start.
0: Boys, definitely obamiang and Lacazette starting oh. together up top. No doubts. Not yeah. starting one. Not having a, a Wobi or someone like that on there who, you know, I would like to see an Wobi start, but because we're going to play this formation, there's nowhere for a Wobie to start. I think he'll come on. So guys, with our last 5 minutes, let's have a conversation about the invisible man. <laughs> Mesut Ozil is going to start this game and it terrifies me. Terrifies, it terrifies me, too. me knowing it it terrifies <laughs> me knowing what Ramsey did to Chelsea out of this position. What Ramsey did to what was his fucking name? Jorginho, uh, Jorginho. Yeah. What Ramsey did to Jorginho and how he took him out of the game through hard work and through power and through pressing and me knowing what Ozil's going to do in this game. He waits for games to come to himself. He doesn't go chasing games. He doesn't impose himself. He slowed us down horrifically against Valencia. Someone gave him man of the match against Valencia. I actually felt the need to write to them directly and ask them if they had fucking mental illness. Guys, uh, uh, call me out. I know you. I know you don't mind a little bit of Erzul dick in your mouth, Ryan. But you know, tell me if you're thinking any differently. Because for me, I, I'd almost look at putting a in this number ten role, because he's going to be the closest physically to be able to do at least the pressing that Ramsey did. That might actually allow Lacazette, N'Gobamaang, and, and the wingbacks to get forward and get the balls in. But let me know if I'm out here on my own,
1: boys. No, I completely agree. I he he's scared. He's he's been scaring me a lot this season, and I actually think a woby should probably be like our first off the bench. So, in my eyes, you know, if the Ozil thing doesn't work out for us, you know, on bring, bring on a Wobi. Um, the thing that just bothers change me the, change the most the
0: form- change the, change the formation. Yeah, bring on exactly.
1: Wolby. The thing that bothers me the most is his passion and his fire that we want to see and his go-to attitude we want to see it shows when he's getting subbed off it shows when he's walking off the field when he's getting replaced he throws his little temper tantrum he has a sourpuss on
0: were you with me we didn't get to talk about this ryan what the fuck was he sucking about coming off against valencia he had done nothing yes he had 90 percent pass completion like what what could you possibly be sooking about you had affected the game in no tangible manner
1: yeah, that, and that's – when you were telling me that someone had him as man the match, I was honest. I was a little – I was taken aback. I he. I don't think he did anything. He had a few decent turns, a few decent passes, but n- nothing to where I'm like, okay, there's Ozil. Hey, what's up? How you doing? No. I didn't think he was – he was – whatever. He was just there to me. He wasn't missing, but he wasn't Ozil. He was just, ah, he, he's there. But, yeah, he
0: – He has been so incredibly – Six six point five out of ten for the last five or six weeks, like not so bad that you can really jump all over him, but nothing no, nothing special nothing
2: that's been his whole season yeah yeah
0: yeah hit it up hit it up hit it up, Steve what are your thoughts
2: when, when people sit there and say oh Ozil, you, you think back of when when we bought him and when it was at Madrid and, and even playing for Germany you're like You just get that little hope and glimmer, and then he puts on that Arsenal shirt, and he goes on, and you sit there and go, what the fuck is this? (laughs) What the fuck have we done? Given you, we give you the fucking pot, we give you the fucking ingredients, we expect something from it, and it's just like, you just went to the fucking shitter and dumped on our plate instead. Because that's been Ozil for the past fucking however many months. And that's what we're probably th- going to get when we play I Chelsea. I think the
0: word that's come up over and over again on this podcast is talisman. Right? Yeah. Talisman. He what sells it shirts. To... Simple as yeah. that. <laughs> what, does it... yeah. what does it mean to be a talisman? What it means to be a talisman is a talisman is the guy who you look towards when it's not going well to... To drag you out of the dirt with a piece of skill, with a, with an individual something. And I think when you, you're talking about that top paddock money, that £300,000 plus money, you're talking about that kind of De Bruyne level, you're talking about that Hazard level, you know. And and, and to think that essentially what we have done is we've paid 350000 to a very, very expensive De Nielsen in disguise.
2: Oh it. no! I, and you know, <laughs> no, <so, 100%>. hundred <laughs> percent. Someone had to
0: go at me the other day, and I was like, "Danielsen averaged over ninety percent passing percentage for his entire Arsenal career." Right? He's a is <laughs> a very, very expensive Danielsen. He just gets on the ball and recycles it. That's all he does with high passing percentage. He's got less fucking assists this year. I think he has the same amount of assists as Ganduzi.
1: Really? Oh wow! I think he's at th- he's at three, right? He's, he's
0: somewhere. He's out assisted. He's out
1: assisted by Bellerin. who's yeah, who hasn't played. Hold on. Yeah, it's like That's... he's he's got the he's got he's got the keys to he's got the keys to the mansion. But all he's doing is hosting cocaine parties and just just fucking it all. He's too, it. he's too boring to yeah. fucking host cocaine parties.
0: He's probably hosting fucking Tupperware parties with
1: fat Well, well here mid-layers. you go. F- here, here's the worst women. thing about
2: it. You ready for this one? Socrates has the exact same amount of assists yeah. as Ozil does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny from the North Bank put it up on, um, on the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. It's like two-thirds of the team have more assists than him. Yeah. I mean, Iwobi's been shredded all year. awobi has got double the assists, double plus yeah. the assists of him. So you're talking about people who don't have production. Meza Ozil has no production. And I'm telling you, he is not going to suit this game. No. He's not going to suit this game at all, especially if you just take what we already know about the times we played Chelsea. We played Chelsea early in the year with a 4-3-3, dominated them for about 60 minutes before we took our foot off the gas, if if you guys remember. And we did that with Mikatarian on one wing and Iwobi on the other wing, yeah. and we pushed up on them really hard. Then the second time when we did them was one of the first times we split the striker and played Ramsey through the ten. That episode was called an Aaron Ramsey, Jorginho, human centipede.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, how could I forget? Classy, classy. I think that was the first podcast I should
2: listen to.
0: (laughs) You know, and regardless of what you say, Urzel's not going to perform that role, which means not only can we not play in the manner that we did when we played them the first time because we can't play those personnel, but we also can't play with the style or with the formation that we went out with the second time we play them when when we blew them away. So, I mean, look, for me, it, and this might sound a little bit divisive and, and feel free to, to jump on board. And yes, I know that there are some issues with him getting into the country and him playing. But if allowed, even on his current poor form, I'd play Mikatarian out of the 10 because at least I know he's going to do the running.
1: I just worry about his mentality. I don't I don't I don't like trust it. I just on based on the whole history and I actually heard that he is allowed to to go. It's really up to him. And I heard it was his choice when we uh, had to go there against uh Karabag and he chose not to go just based on everything that's going on and like the stories I read and like the stories I hear about the whole situation which is terrible, but I if I'm him, I completely understand him him not wanting to go and not going. And if he does go, I don't know I don't know how he's going to be. I don't know if he's going to be like, you can't do anything. What are you going to do? Like, and just fucking whip his balls out and show Azerbaijan what's up. Or, you know, he'll be scared and worried about, worry, and, you know, worried about his life, which I completely understand. So, I don't know. It's tough.
2: I've got my problems with Mkhitaryan being that role. Because we know that he can do it, but it's if he does it on the night, mm. yeah. And with, the, with his form and everything else like that, as much as I can't stand a Woby, I'd rather see a Woby there because fuck, he'd do something.
0: He'd run at them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, he'd we, get we on the ball. And, he might not know where he's fucking running, <laughs> yeah. but he would get on the ball and run. I, I mean, and, and, it, it must be the most the most incredibly easy thing for a manager to put together a game plan against Mesut. You know, like, okay, boys, we we know what he's gonna do. He's gonna drop off, he's gonna get on the ball. Yeah, yes, we you know, let's get numbers around him. So, you know, he's only really gonna have that sideways or that backwards pass. And with like we said, with what's he had, three, four assists this year? Two. It's yeah, it's funny everyone's got this idea in their head that he plays these slicing balls between the lines that die you know, take away defenders and stuff but like that. What about chances like, created? <laughs>
1: Kidding, oh, kidding, Fuck
0: chances, fuck chances.
2: <laughs> you know that was me what, what, halfway through the season. Oh, but he's doing this and he can do that, and now I'm just like, no, nah, fuck him.
0: Yeah, uh, it's a, it's amazing. You know, earlier on in the year, some of us being Erzul haters were very much pariahs, and as the season has has sort of ticked on, it's all of a sudden there's a lot of Urzel noshes who have gone very very quiet. Uh, boys, I've decided not to do score predictions. Because we're all one eyed gooners anyway and I don't want to predict a, a loss and or you know, whatever it might be, so up the arsenal. I, I I I hope we get it done against Chelsea. But more than that, boys, fuck off you Spurs. Adrian. Fuck Tottenham. Fuck Tottenham. This has been an Arse Brothers ranked cast, guys. We will see you next week. So tune in because Toby and I are going to be doing the big reveal, which is all of the points, who has come out being my player of the year, Toby's player of the year, where overall player of the year, and also the new award, who was the shittest cunt, which is the negative points award that we're doing this year. So who was the shittest cunt and player of the year, we're going to be doing that podcast next week. Then we're going to be coming back to you with another podcast, which is hopefully going to be a victorious podcast. Podcast for Arsenal in the Euros. And then we are tossing up whether or not we're thinking we might do a combined podcast with the guys from Guns and Yellow Ribbons as well for a big final season chat once it's all said and it's all done. Let's all pray that Tottenham lose, all their players break their legs, or maybe their plane crashes. I don't want to wish death on people. No, nah, but- fuck that. They uh- wear that
2: shirt. Kill them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good night, guys. See you later. Yeah, sure, mate.